and that we do not expect to be overheard or reacted to. But Charlie heard it, and thought that his mother was telling him to give back the rollerball pen that he had found, and with which he was now beginning to draw small lines, tiny tattoos, across his kneecaps. He saw no reason to return the pen, as it was his knees on which he was drawing. He understood that there was a general prohibition against graffiti, but this was himself he was decorating, and that, he thought, was his business. It was for this reason that he said, Won't. Not knowing any of this, Jamie had interjected with his, What? Isabel glanced under the table and saw what Charlie was doing. Not on your knees, darling, she said, slipping him a piece of paper. We don't draw on our knees, do we? Draw on that. Draw a fox. The idea appealed, and the knee tattoos were forgotten. She looked at Jamie. I was reading about a carving in a museum that people want returned. Jamie nodded. Oh, yes, but wouldn't it empty all the museums if we started to hand things back? It would diminish them, perhaps, not empty them. Most museums have more things than they can show. The big ones have vast warehouses packed with treasures. Jamie peered at a thin rime of dirt on the window glass. An unusual wind had brought dust all the way up from the Sahara and dropped it across Western Europe, even as far as Scotland. He would have to wash the windows soon, as that was his job. Isabel was in charge of the garden, while Jamie did the windows and put the bins out on the street on collection days. Oh, yes, he said. Isabel laid aside her magazine. It's interesting, she said. People like the Maori and the Aboriginal people in Australia, too, I suppose, see so many things about them as sacred. The land, the trees, river, carvings. And yet we don't have any of that ourselves, do we? Jamie peered even more closely at the glass. He had washed that particular window two or three weeks ago. Winds from the Sahara had no business coming this far north. Who bids the mighty ocean deep, its own appointed limits keep. The words came back to him unexpectedly. He had been a choir boy in his time, and choir boys remembered what they were obliged to sing, or some of it. Winds had their appointed limits too, he thought, not just oceans. Maybe we had lots of sacred places, he said, and then we just forgot about them. Isabel looked thoughtful. Stonehenge, Iona, those odd stone circles that you sometimes more or less trip over? Yes, all of those. He paused. It's not just people like the Maori who have ancestors. What do they call the other New Zealanders? The rest? People like Jenny. It happened that Isabel knew. She had a New Zealand cousin who had visited her several times and they had shared a memorable conversation about belonging. Pakia, said Isabel. That's the Maori word for... for us? Pakia have ancestors too. Jamie remembered Jenny's visit. I wonder what she's up to, he said. She's writing a cookery book, said Isabel, and she still has that television show, The Creative Kitchen. She says that it's very popular in Spain for some reason. She's dubbed into Spanish.
But it was not Jenny she wanted to talk about. It was what Jamie had said about ancestors. I suppose you're right, she said. We all have the same number of ancestors, don't we? We don't go on about them, but we have them, surely. I mean, there's no monopoly on ancestors. One can't be ancestor-rich, so to speak. He left the window and came to sit down at the table opposite Isabel. It depends on whether you think they exist. If you think that they're not there anymore because they've died, as ancestors tend to do, then, well, then you can't really have them in your life, can you? So what counts, then, said Isabel, is whether you have an eschatological dimension to your Wiltenschaum. For the second time in those few minutes, Jamie said, What? She laughed. Sorry.